0: to yet another episode of Talking with Bungie. Talking with Bungie, the Death by Bungie podcast. I am here with Miss Genevieve. Hey guys. (laughs) The second generation crossbow hunter that she is. The owner of Bungie Jr. Fresh off her 2020 hunting season where she killed a nice six point buck on the opening day of the Pennsylvania crossbow season. Then she went off to Maryland and killed a nice doe out of a tree stand or first tree stand hunt that was fantastic what a great little trip and actually i'm writing about that most recently that's the section i'm working on in my most recent Aww. book yeah in the upcoming book for 2021 i'm writing a new book believe it or not and that is part is going to be part of that book it's pretty interesting it's actually fun to relive those things and i hope that people will like the book down the road we are digesting a well first of all i'm digesting my dunkin donuts iced coffee that we got. We stopped at a Dunkin' Donuts here and on our way to check some trail cameras this morning, right? Yeah. But we are also on this little road trip here. We are digesting and discussing a comment on the Raven video that we did recently on the YouTube channel. And we're talking about some of the points that were made. A very lengthy comment from a friend of Bungie. Oh man. They hit it out of the park with that Dunkin' Donuts. Man, I love that Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Not all Dunkin' Donuts restaurants are created equal, but I will say this. This podcast has been a lot of fun, some discussion for me and Genevieve, and hopefully you're getting a kick out of it and having some fun with it as well. It's just topics for discussion. It was a lengthy comment on a Raven video that was left for us. Nine points, am I right?
1: Yes, nine.
0: Nine whole points. We are discussing numbers seven through nine on this second part of our trip. So what do we got here, Jennifer? We talked about uh, Raven and whether 2,000 feet per second would be a good idea. And just for the record, Raven does not shoot 2,000 feet per second, at least not yet not yet not yet <laughs> oh for the day right yeah. i've been waiting for 10 years to hit 500 feet per second i am so impressed with the company that finally does that And i guess my point was in a previous episode really to me 500 feet per second is a milestone for crossbows i stand by that statement i stand by that belief and i say that because raven with their release of that new crossbow gets to say look Our company, this manufacturer, this crossbow can do something that no other crossbow in the history of the world has been able to do, and that is shoot 500 feet per second. No other piece of archery equipment in the world shoots 500 feet per second in a bow or crossbow or anything that is mass produced that anybody can go out there and if they got the money, they can buy it. That's pretty cool. Because what it does is it challenges those other manufacturers. It says, hey, look, we can shoot 500 feet per second. You can. So those other manufacturers now have to start looking at methods to keep up. they got to look for a way to keep up.
1: And not just crossbows either. Correct. compounds too.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you look at the crossbows like what you use, for example, 351 feet per second, that was pretty close to the top of the food chain back 10 years ago when I started crossbow hunting. Mm-hmm. But now, everybody makes a crossbow that shoots 350 feet per second. Yeah, That's a pretty pretty solid standard speed for a crossbow. That's a good speed, right? Yeah. And I touched on this in the last, the first part of this podcast, that whether or not 500 feet per second moves archery forward, inevitably it does. Because what you see now is other manufacturers trying to find ways to make up the difference. How do they make up the difference between them and Raven? Raven's shooting 500 feet per second. Our fastest crossbows, some manufacturer might be saying, shoot, only 450 feet per second. How are we going to close that gap? How are we going to get closer to that? There's two ways to do that. Otherwise, you're left behind in the market. One is, you go out there and you engineer a crossbow that shoots that fast the other thing you do perhaps instead if you can't do that is you start developing other technology that you can take to consumers and you can say hey i can't create a i can't shoot 500 feet per second but look what else i can do maybe that's excalibur's reason for making the twin strike we can't shoot 500 feet per second but you know what we can build this crossbow that shoots two arrows and maybe that finds a niche in the market, a spot in the market. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't that's not for me. And maybe the 500 feet per second model isn't for me, but it does challenge other manufacturers. That my friends, that, Friends of Bungie, is what a market is all about. That's the free market at work. That's capitalism at work. That is the challenge. That's what keeps these manufacturers honest. Without that, they get lazy and they start making the same product and charging more for it. Only in a free market of this kind of competition do manufacturers find the need to start making better products for less money. That's where it's got to go, and it inevitably goes in that direction. you are only going to sell crossbows for what the market will bear. The market will decide what crossbows are best for consumers and what. Features they want speed is one of those features. What else we got here? Now that there was a little bit of discussion in that previous one, Genevieve, where we left off about Rage being all the, all the flash and no.
1: All flash and no meat.
0: All flash and no meat, and I, I just I disagree with that as to Raven and Rage. Rage, the Rage crossbow hypodermic, actually more specifically the Rage hypodermic, is the best-selling broadhead in the world. Period. Now, on one hand, you get to be the best-selling broadhead. This is true. That advertising goes a long way in that. If, if certainly people don't know about a broadhead, they're not going to be buying that broadhead. You got to know about it, right? You have to advertise. You got to get that the word out. But by the same token, I don't think it's fair to say that Rage does that over a ten-year period based on advertising alone. And this commenter, this poster, agrees with that assessment because he does point out that. Rage eventually started building a a really good product now I don't know how you can say they eventually started building a really good product I think that uh, you know I don't know I went to Rage specifically uh based on I did a review of a handful of broadheads that I was interested in and that one performed the best it was the most accurate and that's the reason I hunted with it and i've never been disappointed with it in the three or four years that i've been using the rages not saying you should use rage i'm just saying that's my experience with rage all right now let's go on to the next one Genevieve. read it for us tell us what we're talking about and give me your thoughts
1: all right point number seven 340 pound limbs yeah nothing odd about that anyone here know anything about limb construction obviously not raven because the highest proclaimed limb builder in the world Barnsdale refuses, last I knew a few years ago, to build limbs over 200 pounds while carrying a li- lifetime warranty.
0: All righty, now you're talking my language when we're talking about limbs. What are your thoughts on that, you
1: I don't know, 340 pounds is a lot, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, 340 is a lot. <laughs> what are your crossbow limbs?
1: They are... What, 285?
0: 285? 285 pound draw weight on those tiny little micro limbs. Which are tiny little micro limbs, but they are in fact 25 inches wide. But of course they are they stick straight out, right? Yeah. So the size of those limbs, we could measure the actual limb. But, and I agree with you 100%. 340 pounds, that's a lot, right? That's an awful lot. You can't rope cock it. That reduces my interest. Again, rope cocking is a feature that I like, but it's not a mandatory feature. You can't, in this day and age, I don't think, get to say, I want all these various features and insist only upon those features. you got to rank them. you got to weigh the good with the bad, what you like and what you don't like, and pick a crossbow based on that. Most likely. Pick the one that most that is most suitable for you. 340-pound limbs. You're not going to rope cock that one. I'm not going to, that's for sure. And, I, and these aren't designed. Raven is not designed for rope no. They are all cranks. And they yeah. have They've been doing cranks longer than anybody else. So they know how to do a builder crank. At least that's a, a good argument. I think that that's a, a safe statement. Okay. 340 pound limbs. Let's look at the X-calibers, Right? 285. 305. There's a 305. I think the highest the Excalibers go is 325. Those also... Claim to offer a lifetime warning. Excalibur's had problems in the past with limb breakage, mm-hmm. right? Every manufacturer's gone through a spell of that. Limb breakage, to me, you have draw weights like that big, you're asking for trouble. I agree. But here's the difference between, and we talked a little bit about this in our last episode, how we had been up to the archery shop here in a local shop and spoken with one of the guys who runs that shop, who I've known for a long time, and they're a Raven dealer. One of the big differences on a high draw weight on these style of crossbows, as opposed to the recurves, is that if you look at the limb travel on Bungie or Bungie Jr. on a recurve crossbow, it's got a lot of limb travel, right? Those limbs are stretched right back under 285 pounds of pressure or even more. And then when you let go, they move six inches or something, right? Yeah. yeah. These move like two inches. When you cock them, they're really only moving in two inches on a side. So each limb is getting a lot of pressure on it, but only over a smaller distance. It's not bending it as far. And to back that up, not only did the shop owner volunteer that information, I didn't ask yeah, him about yeah. it. He actually brought it up. This is something I was thinking about, and then we had a discussion about it, but he brought it up when you were talking about it. But he brought it up in the context of having only two crossbows from Raven returned that they had sold over the past several years. Only two where they had to involve the manufacturer to get something fixed. One of those, the guy fired it and it hit a tree and that one actually didn't break the crossbow but they voluntarily replaced it saying we don't think it's safe to shoot and he actually out to the guy at the shop you know that raven probably didn't have to reclip. yeah they didn't they couldn't have they could have said no because it was really the guy's fault the other one was a situation what was it it was the guy that kept it
1: yeah he left it cocked for four months and forgot about it
0: forgot about it we talked about that in the previous episode but that one the limbs didn't break in that situation either i think he was saying something about the The camo the string oh the string broke on it. that's right the string broke and he said they didn't know when the string broke, but the guy went and found out the string was broke, but it had been left cocked. So uh, whatever, that's how you find out. I bet that was a nice little discovery, that how my string broke, that's great. So, and that's not a normal occurrence, I don't think anybody's out there saying that. I also don't like that high, man, a high draw weight like that, when you've got that high draw weight and all that stress on those limbs, and you're using a cocking aid where your face is right there in front of that thing. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I've been seeing Facebook posts. I sent you one. Yeah. What was that one?
1: The, which crank was that?
0: That was your crank. That was EXT.
1: Yeah. He he got it almost to the full cocked position, and the hooks broke.
0: Past the anti-dry fire. Yeah. The hooks broke.
1: And the cables flew back and hit him in the face and cut his face all up.
0: Yeah, he had a couple real good welts on his face. looking stuff. Now, see, this is my criticism of crossbows. One thing I don't think is moving crossbows forward, and I'm more personally concerned with moving crossbows forward than I am moving archery forward. That's my personal passion, right? My personal interest. But if you've got a crossbow that now requires you to wear a wrist strap and carry extra equipment with you to cock it and uncock it, right? Mm-hmm. I have a rope cocker, but I leave the rope cocker on all the time. When I, I, It's in my pocket when I'm shooting it, and then after I shoot it, I just put it back on the crossbow. So it's right there for next time. That's pretty convenient. It's a nice little rhythm that you get into, a nice little routine that you get into. With Genevieve's crossbow, you got to carry this extra piece of equipment. But not only that, now we have clothing that goes with it. You have to wear your wrist strap. Yeah. Or otherwise, that handle is going to fly right out of your hand and take your hand off or something. I don't know, break your arm. I don't know. I can't imagine. That's not pretty stuff. No. So, well, you know, that's where we've gone with crossbows. Where crossbow cranks used to be for handicapped people only. Now we've accepted the fact, I guess, that that's got to be part of crossbow hunting. You have to have a crank. I'm not sure I'm willing to accept that. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. And, but now we have to wear, in addition to, the crank being with us, we have to have a wrist strap. But now we also have to go so far, most likely, as to start wearing safety glasses. Is that the next step? we got to wear safety glasses, have them with you when you're sitting in a tree stand to make sure that your eyes are protected in case your crossbow breaks in front of you. I don't like that idea of having to have more equipment with me. That is not progress. That's the end of that rant. Go on to the next one, please. Unless there's more to
1: discuss. I think you got it. okay number eight scorpid blows raven speed away when viewed as draw weight to feet per second while scorpid isn't the be-all end-all in crossbow design this fact in my opinion shows just how substandard raven is for a compound bow there is i repeat no precision here they are all pre-loading limbs just like we used to do in the 80s just to, to spit arrows not wise and nothing spectacular humdrum trailer park backyard, drop a V8 and a Vega with slick marketing.
0: A V8 and a Vega. Wow, that's cool stuff. Now, for Genevieve, who doesn't understand cars and has no (laughs) idea what a Vega is, a Vega was a kind of the working man sports car. Like, you couldn't afford a Trans Am, you get a Vega, it was kind of sporty. Your mother would have been big on the Vega, a smaller car, pretty good gas mileage, all that kind of stuff, but they were... I, we had a Vega actually when I was growing up and your Aunt Linda um, loved that car. She used to, she loved that car. She thought that was the greatest thing. It wasn't much of a car, but but because it was a Chevy, you could drop a big block uh, Chevy engine in there and it would probably bolt right up and fit a lot easier than other engines would. And it would, so you could put your Trans Am engine in your little car there, or yeah, you could yeah. peel the tires right off the back <laughs> of that thing. And people used to do that when I was in high school. That was a big deal. Not for me. That's not my bag, my right? um i've always been more into trucks and world drive stuff but anyway everybody's got their, their thing this i really do agree with a lot of what's said there just so we're clear like i do see when you're talking about look raven gets these fast speeds but with high draw weight is a big part of that scorpid very good point here reverse style right reverse limb style we got the cams way out front and that increases the draw length so they're getting their speed as he I think what he's pointing out here and it's a very good point that they're getting their speed not just from draw weight but also from draw length from a greater power stroke in other words the string is drawn back further and for that reason when you fire it it has a longer way to travel to fire the arrow and a longer more time to impart energy on the arrow as it's going down really make that make sense yeah So that's I mean, that's awesome technology. I get that. And man, yeah, that's moving archery forward, too. And by drawing it back like that, you're also getting that greater power stroke. You are getting the maybe their cam design, what have you. Other things are contributing to the speed of that arrow, not just the draw weight. I get that. Now, here's where you got to be careful with what you're thinking here, because that argument So what you're telling me is that if Raven, which gets its speed from a longer draw length, limb design, a new cam system, think about what we're saying here. That's trailer park. Think that's the term he used? Yeah. What is Excalibur? What is Excalibur? Cape Excalibur, Man. caveman, <laughs> kid. Oh, and we're both so we're Excalibur. we cavemen now. We're cavemen, I guess. Because uh, think about it Excalibur only gets its energy from draw weight. And it, uh, mm-hmm. think about it. Like, that's pretty much all they got. There's no cams. So if you want a longer, a faster crossbow, you just got to increase the draw weight and pull it back farther, right? You got to giant limbs on here and pull them back farther. That's that all you got. <laughs> I, you know, I'm very happy with Excalibur. I'm not knocking Excalibur. Don't read that into this at all. This Death by Bungee podcast, this Death by Bungie channel is not about bashing other people's equipment absolutely not there is so much great equipment out there and i've learned so much looking at these different models when i do these videos looking at different manufacturers i learn all kinds of new stuff it's so exciting this is the most exciting era of crossbow hunting in my 10 years 11 years of hunting with a crossbow 12 years of looking at crossbow information and different models this is the best this is awesome there was a time going back eight years i wasn't even interested in looking at stuff now i'm very interested in looking of stuff. There's a lot of great stuff out there. So there's there's a lot of good here, right? Not bashing these models. Scorpion's one I'm going to look at more closely. I haven't looked at them so much yet. But, so be it. Right? Um, you see why that's not the whole discussion. And I don't want to bash Excalibur. Certainly not going down that road. My next crossbow might be an Excalibur. It very well could be. Depends on a lot of factors, like I've been saying. It's not just speed. It's safety, comfort, accuracy, accessibility. Do I have a shop locally that can repair things if something goes wrong, that kind of thing? Simplicity. Simplicity is a big factor. And simplicity comes in different forms, doesn't it? Yeah. On one hand, I don't know that things are, like Bungee's the simplest of crossbows. We talked, Genevieve and I talked about this. And There was a black cat that was about to cross the road, about to cross our path, but he turned around and thought better of it and went back in the woods, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you stay out of our way. Now you can cross the road. Now that we've passed that (laughs) spot to the road, I don't want to... I don't need to be uh, getting that kind of bad luck on such a beautiful day before we check our trail cameras. Now, when we talk about simplicity, again, Excalibur is simple because it doesn't have the cams, doesn't have the cables, right? But is it simple when it has to be cranked with a crank and you have to have that with you. You have to put on a wrist strap and maybe wear safety glasses just to cock the crossbow. Not so sure we're still in that simplicity category, necessarily. Genevieve and I talked a little bit about how Bungie, the original Bungie, a 305 feet per second, a 2010 Excalibur Axion, how that crossbow is really kind of a the Ford 8N of Crossbows,
1: right?
0: The four-day then was an old tractor we had. It was my grandfather's and my father's. I have since sold it because I'm out of the tractor business. That uh, was detailed in the old book, the Death by Bungie Crossbows story, part of that development of my history of crossbows and how that tractor would kind of be relevant to that discussion, relevant to my development as a crossbow hunter and my evolution, so to speak, as a crossbow hunter. But the four-day then, That was a 1952 Ford 8N, an old, old tractor. That thing would run, ran for 60 years, easy, right? Probably run for another 60, not a problem. Limits to what that thing can do. But man, it was durable, gonna last forever. That is simplicity in a tractor, personified. Over time, I bought a new tractor though and stopped using a Ford 8N, didn't we? Yeah. Because the new tractor had hydraulics, a bucket on the front, Runs a rototiller, to Ford a n not going to run a tiller. Not going to put a bucket on that. No hydraulics on that. The new tractor was four wheel drive and just had way more practicality than the older, simpler model.
1: And it was smaller.
0: And It was smaller. Right. And it was diesel instead of gas, to the extent that makes a difference. Lots of differences. But the big thing is, I think the reason that's relevant to crossbows is my next crossbow probably is not going to last. Ten years, like Bungie did. Eleven years, like Bungie did. Maybe that's maybe that's the case, but maybe that's not a feature that I need in a crossbow, because maybe five years from now I want a new crossbow. Time will tell. I don't know.
1: We're going a new crossbow every year.
0: <laughs> and maybe you want a new crossbow every year. That's a pretty <laughs> expensive proposition, but you never know. But read on, Miss Genevieve.
1: Okay. All right. This is our last point, number nine back to the arrows. I buy my arrows from the guy who builds the arrows for the top three manufacturers out there today. So my point is, is that I don't want any bow that requires a special arrow because I can get the best arrows in the world from an outside source and they are even better than what he builds for the manufacturers. See what I'm saying? Why would I want to be locked into anything that pigeonholes me when I can just go with the arrow that works best? That just makes no sense to me. What if the manufacturer said you can only shoot a specific broadhead? Would you buy it? Well, an arrow isn't any different. I'm looking for a bow, not a bride. Anyway, I don't need to sound negative, just saying.
0: I wanna take this one, Genevieve. I know I do most of the talking on this podcast, but if a manufacturer told me I had to shoot a certain broadhead, I would be 100% okay with it. As long as that broadhead is raised yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me and my personal preference which kind of covers the entire topic for me you know raven's warranty says if you don't shoot our components you don't shoot our arrows then you're avoiding the warranty at our discretion if the arrow specific arrow is that important to you by all means don't go with a raven raven you know is real picky on this they're kind of like the macintosh of Crossbows, the apple of crossbows. It's like, you gotta use our. And I know what they're called, but you don't get to use USB. You got to use our USB, whatever it's called, right? You, you can't use for a long time. They had their own processors. They didn't do Intel processors. They did their own processor or what have you. And OK, it's that closed architecture is what they call that in the computer world. Whatever, I get that. Sony is that way in a camera world. You got to use their microphones. And man, I don't like that, right? I had a Sony camera back in the day, back when Sony was really proprietary. They had a Memory Stick Pro Duo. That was the name of the SD card. Everybody in the world uses SD cards. Sony's pushing a memory stick, right? They haven't learned a thing from back in the days when Sony pushed beta, right? Sony makes the Blu-ray. Now that one took off Blu-ray discs versus uh, what was it called? Super HD or HD DVDs, it was called. But Sony's a real proprietary type system as well. And I don't like the Sony cameras so much for that reason. I like being able to use just a, you know, go get a memory card, stick it in my camera and use it, or get a variety of lenses in case I can't afford the high-end Canon lenses. I use uh, some Sigma lenses. I use a lot of Sigma lenses for what we do. And I like the look of the Sigma lenses. So I like having that. So I totally get, why somebody who is interested in building arrows would want to have a bow that at least allows for that, right? I get Mm -hmm. that. There's plenty of people out there building their own arrows for Ravens, but you kind of do so at your own risk. And I, for a guy that puts everything I do on YouTube and talks about it in these podcasts, I don't think it would be a good idea for me to start deviating from what a manufacturer wants with their gear, if I buy a new crossbow, Raven's going to know if I'm making arrows because I'm shooting them on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, so they're going to know about that. When we talk about being married to a bow or a bow system, I get that too. I have taken a lot of flag from friends of Bungie who sense that I may not be going with an caliber, And a lot of friends of Bungie are upset about that. And I get comments all the time about I can't believe you're considering something that's not an Excalibur. I shouldn't be pigeonholed into one bow either. I shouldn't be married to one bow. Your mother and I, by the way, will have been married 20 years this fall. Do you know that?
1: That's a long time.
0: (laughs) Well, you're 18. So do the math. Um, 20 years, it is a long time. But that's something that when we talk about marriage and long-term stuff yeah that's great but I can't imagine sticking with the same crossbow I mean there's people that are upset not just that I might be leaving Excalibur but that I'm not even just that I'm getting a different crossbow I don't want to hunt with the same crossbow for another 11 years and that really is a good way to wrap up this podcast I think also because we've reached our destination we're ready to track trail trail so that's another good reason to wrap this up but I have spent a 11 years with this crossbow, learned an awful lot. But there's new technology that's out there that I think that we in the Death by Bungee family need to explore. I think that that's where I need to go as a crossbow hunter. I think it's where Death by Bungie needs to go to really offer more as far as content is concerned. So maybe that can be done with a newer caliber. Maybe it can't. I don't know. Time will tell. Another thing. Yeah.
1: I think that Death by Bungie is more of just a general crossbow hunting channel. It is not a channel about this specific crossbow.
0: We are not married to Excalibur. You're right. (laughs) If it were only about this crossbow, then Genevieve here would not be part of it. You would not be a second generation crossbow hunter on a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You would not be. Yeah. <laughs> because it would be only about Bungie. I think it's exciting to think about what we might be able to do with other crossbows down the road. I, do I too. think that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So, who knows? I don't know. Maybe this whole search for a new crossbow, the quest for a successor to Bungie, maybe it ends with no new crossbow. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I end up sticking with Bungie. On the other hand, I don't know. At this point, I had in my mind... Two or three that I was really interested in, and now I think that's up to like five that I want to try out. So who knows? I don't know. Just There's,
1: try them all.
0: Just try them all. We'll just never pick. We'll just keep trying them. How's that? Well, Miss Genevieve, we do have a trail camera to check. You ready to do that? Yeah. How about if I just sit here and drink my iced coffee and you go down here and check trail camera? There's then little... I get to
1: keep any sheds I find.
0: Okay. Oh, we're shed hunting too, aren't we? Yeah. Genevieve and I are going to wander around, do some shed hunting, and We'll let you know how we make out. Maybe in the comments to this, the show notes to this podcast episode, we can talk about how we made out with the sheds as well. Although our track record of shed hunting is pretty no. abysmal. <laughs> you <laughs> tend was,
1: to find them on accident later <laughs> when you're cutting firewood. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's been our track record. Yeah. <laughs> well, until we find some sheds, until the next episode of Talking with Bungie, and until the next time that we speak, all hail Bungee and...
1: All hail Bungie Jr.
0: Now, see, that one went a lot better. Yeah. I think I got the
1: last
0: <laughs> one. Okay. Thanks a lot.